This is Monday, April 22nd, 2019, trip to day number four. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tucson Raiders podcast. We are coming to you live from St. Petersburg today, Florida. Uh, we had ourselves uh, a pretty nice drive coming in yesterday. I think we left off shortly before that. What did you guys think about that drive on the way in? You know, we, we drove mostly through, like, this marshland between uh, Miami and, and, uh, and Tampa, like, in the Everglades. Uh, the, the road we're on is I-75, but, but the stretch of it we're on is called Alligator Alley. Pretty much the whole stretch that we were going through there. Yeah, and then, I mean, that, that was pretty much ubiquitous completely across uh, the state of Florida. And then once we got to the coast, had a pretty nice view uh, as we were coming in over, uh, what is the name of that bridge? Sunshine Bay Bridge or something uh, like I had that? Someone's it, name. It's a pretty epic entrance. Like Bob Graham. Yeah, it's a, it's a gigantic cable bridge that must have stretched. I don't know. I wish we had stats on this right now. If anyone wants to jump on the Google machine real quick, but it 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 stretched over a good few miles. Um, great views. Really set the scene nicely. We could see the uh, the Rays Stadium as we came in, and got us pretty excited for the game. And um, actually, when we got to the game, it was uh, reminiscent of our Oakland A's experience. We got some free parking. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited. We thought we were paying $20 for parking. Kind of looking around, there were some 15s a little bit farther away. We were going to turn around and go. We, we just kind of decided to bite the bullet, pay the 20 part of the stadium, and pull up there. Tommy tries to hand the lady 20 bucks, and she said, no, it's free. And we were all very confused. Uh, but, but welcomely confused, yes. And it turned out to be quite... Uh... Uh, quite quite a joyous moment for the crew, I would say. Yeah. Well, you, can um, s- you can see people tailgating, so it looked like uh, a pretty pretty nice little pregame atmosphere. Maybe if we would have gotten there a little earlier, maybe you know walk around maybe beforehand. But and so then, then we, oh, go ahead, Aaron. A little uh, background on the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, also known as the Bob Graham Bridge, uh, established in 1987. It's 4.14 miles long, 430 feet high at the highest. Yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. And, and the tailgating miles. experience kind of reminded me of what we did a little bit at Angel Stadium, yes. Yes. right? Um, some other people were there. We ended up a little bit late, but just kind of doing a little drinking in and around the car because um, we had time to do that before we get in. Uh, Came in straight the to the game. Yeah, we rolled into town, pretty much made sure we had to take a toll. We had to take that bridge, it was a toll bridge, just to get to the game in time because we had to slow down uh, on our way over there. But once we got inside, this was night and day different from Wait, the Marlins hold, game. Hold on, hold on. First of all, we're, we're, there's some sort of dark phenomenon <laughs> glowing over Florida because there's a bunch of rollover accidents, yeah, a bunch true. of bad traffic oh, yeah, yeah, conge- congestion due to... A lot of accidents in Florida, so I don't know if it's just Easter Sunday, people were Dumbass a little drivers. excited, yeah, everyone's out on the road, so shit's just bound to happen, or... Is the average if, Florida driver worse? Well, Florida drivers are probably pretty comparable to Arizona drivers, just a bunch of old fucks, <laughs> and, like, rich 
people like driving around in their own world. So yeah, I would assume the driving is. That yeah, that that chick was literally good. laying on the side of the road because she presumably was in that car that rolled a couple that times. That car looked in pretty bad shape, and she was out of the like, got her out of the car. It did. It looked to me like the people that were around her were like kind of like fighting with each yeah, other. Yeah, they were. They were like. I saw one guy, like, slap the other one's yes, hand away. Yes, yeah. And they might have been, like, trying to, like, help her do something. They were like, oh, just leave her alone. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so no it. short of accidents and drama driving through the Everglades on the way to Tampa. Well, yeah, hopefully hopefully we've left that behind for the most part. But um, but then walking into the stadium, like I said, night and day difference. I mean, let, let's hear so that the... Uh, Tampa Bay Rays Stadium Park atmosphere fans, give us give us the breakdown, guys. What do you guys think? Yeah, so we got to do a cool little like walkthrough down on the 100 level, all the way around uh, Tropicana Field. Um, and I don't know what about that was like so appealing to me because we, you're really you're tucked pretty far, like almost underneath that that you kind of have to walk up these stairs to get into the stadium, so you're not seeing a lot of the field. There, they had some cutouts where you're able to like walk up to the gate and and see the field, but I don't know, it just felt like, like an exciting atmosphere, yeah, like, it, it felt, like, really active down there. It was way busier than the Marlins game, and it seemed like a much smaller, uh, stadium, but I like kind of how they had, like, food courts cut out, like, you know, they had, like, this designated area where there was a lot of concentrated food, there was food along the entire walkway, and, like, the catwalk, but there was, like, like, a little few, vendor carts, there though. was few, like, like, on each level, there was, like, a concentrated food court where there was everything there you needed, and it was pretty easy to, you know, it wasn't busy either, except for, like, maybe a few stretches of bathrooms, but every single staff member we encountered, too, to start the day was, like, really nice, really happy, yeah. uh, you know, really encouraging us to enjoy ourselves, uh, you know, encouraging us to take pictures right behind home plate. Really, really, it was really nice. It was the atmosphere was completely I don't, different. Marlins. I don't know if it was just because uh, Marlins Park was such a zombie zone that like it was just like, oh wow, this is like this is exciting. This is actually how baseball park is supposed to be. But <laughs> I, I I think that was part of it. But that felt like we've been to enough games to know that felt more in line with yeah the fan experience. There was I mean, live there's music, baseball. It felt like people doing baseball, stuff. Yeah, it felt like a real professional baseball game. Like. Yeah. Both, both seats uh, that we ended up sitting in weren't bad seats at all. Oh, yeah. So we started, um, I guess, uh, after we took a little tour, and we did walk by, uh, like, the, the Rays tank and, and, you know, get to see the, the Rays that they have there. Um, but then the, the first thing that was kind of uh, a little bit of a letdown was, like, to try to get to our seats, we asked some, some staff for help, and they directed us to these elevators, so there's like not escalators to get up to the three well, section. There, could, the, there was that ramp. There's which a ramp you didn't outside that we didn't know existed, but it's one of those spiral ramps where you have to walk outside. So we get directed to these elevators, and we're in a pretty big line, um, and we really, you know, we don't lose a whole bunch of time. Uh, really, pretty devastating. We missed the national anthem uh, while we were waiting for these elevators. Uh, so. But, will not be the same now. So, we, I mean, we're, let, let's guess how it went uh, poorly. Poorly. All right. Now, we take the elevator up to what is technically the party deck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not much of a party up there. I mean, though. the only people really partying were the Red Sox fans. Yeah. The Red Sox fans were much more vocal. 
yeah. much more vocal. It well, was a pretty even split, I would say, Rays and Red Sox across the, you know. The, it, I, I, well, so what I was going to say is that sort of thing makes sense. Like, when you go to a D-backs game, if the Red Sox are in town, that is, you can expect that to basically be more Red Sox fans than Arizona fans. But that's because they don't play in the same league, they don't play in the same division. That's a once a year, maybe once every other year type of thing. You know, Tampa and Red Sox are division rivals, so they're playing each other 20 times a year, close to that. So, you know, that that's a fairly frequent phenomenon, like them coming into town. So, like, just a lackluster performance from the Rays fan. I mean, it felt like, you know, they, they, you know, they are the number one team in the league right now, and the Red Sox fans were more into that game than they were. You know, you've got... I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the game in a second here, but, you know, we were in the ninth inning of the game. There's, you know... Two on, two out, there's no two count in the batter, and the Rays are trying to hold this and, you know, basically see if they can win in the bottom of ninth and walk off fashion, and it's just dead silent in in the stadium. Like, that should be a point where people are cheering, having a great time, you know, making noise in the stadium, and it, it was just not like that at all, which I just, I there thought was, was a so few, weird. There was a few Rays fans who were trying to get everybody else pumped up, but, like, in general... The most excited part uh, the Rays fans got was at the top of the ninth inning, trying to root on uh, Casilla to uh, strike out the side to get free tacos. Which yeah. he did. He did, actually. They had seven strikeouts going into the in the ninth, and he had ten for free tacos, and he struck out the side. But we, did you, did we you... heard We Want Tacos chance yeah. for the entire inning, and That's he ended true. up doing it, it's and really everyone nasty. freaked out. And but. then you have to apparently go to some furniture store to get the tacos. Did you, you see no, that? No, no, you go to a furniture store. I looked this up. You get a coupon to go to some, like, tequila bar that you get. That's really bar. annoying that you have to do two steps to go get tacos. Yeah, a lot of people just, like, hand them as you go out the door. They just have the staff hand out coupons. True. So, attendance yesterday, 18740 Do we really think that kid's mom is going to go to the furniture store no. and get him tacos? No, none of the people actually go get the tacos. They just... They it's just a thing. It. It's a thing. Um, I don't really... Uh, well, I like the way the D-backs do it. It's just like, yeah, the next day from 4 to 6 at participating Taco Bell locations, you can get three free tacos to purchase for a large drink. Right? showing a ticket. That's, yeah, showing a ticket that you were at the game. That's it. Like, that is the way to do it. Even the U of A did like it like that, too. To you yeah. should go get, like, Big Macs or, like, do you get, like, free tacos at Jack in the Box for True. the U of A yeah, score and so many fries, points yeah. or something. Well, the quality of the baseball game, though, was pretty good in and of itself. Uh, ended up being a 4-3 win for the Red Sox, going into extras. That was 11. 11, yep. 11th inning. And uh, it was pretty tight the whole way. The, um, the only bad thing, I mean, Price taking his time up there, really, oh. really, really slowing down with runners on. And, you know, he yeah. did work out of some jams and ended up getting a no decision. We're, we're rude for Glasnow, the young, you know, pretty... Pretty well, stuff. I think uh, the Rays lost the game when they took him out of it. Unless they had him on a controlled pitch count type of deal, there was no reason to take him out of that point. They're up 2-1 in the sixth inning. He got the first out, and then Mookie got on, and then they pulled him. And right there when they pulled him, that was that was the end of it. The next guy, um, next guy gets walked, or the next guy gets hit, next guy gets walked. Then there's a um, then there's a single score run. And I forget after that, but basically it was just dismal. The two pitchers that came in after that basically blew the game for class now. Yeah, just to break down kind of how the game went, Rays get up 2-0 early um, on an RBI by, by Robertson, um, and then Mitch Moreland hits a home run in the fourth, makes it 2-1, um, and then Boston pushes those two more runs across that are uh, uh, 
you know, again, as a result of pulling glass now, you go back-to-back walk. And this is a topic that we just continue to stay after is, is guys pulling starters uh, to try to play the matchups. You bring in a lefty who, uh, you know, in the, in the game before they plunk a guy, and this one just walks him. Uh, and then they bring in a different pitcher who walks him again, you know, and, and um, really just overplaying. Um, some of those decisions. I think the matchups always look great on paper, but when you have the difference is in the game, you have a pitcher who's in right now, and you've seen him throw for six innings. You know he's throwing well right now. You don't know what that guy in the bullpen is going to bring in. Like as good as it looks on paper, you don't know if he has it today. Well, even even then, as a starting pitcher, if you don't know you're going to face this guy three times, you can totally pitch him different with two at bats. Yes, because you know, like as a starting pitcher, I'm pitching this guy and planning I might have three potentially four sequences against this guy. So the way I pitch him is going to be different between at-bats one, two, three, and four, two, depending on how he's swinging on certain things, depending on how I'm pitching and how I'm feeling and how stuff's going too. Like That's a little tough because, like you said, the pitcher knows how he wants to attack him and might have had a better plan of attack maybe second time through or maybe just mis-executed against the guy before. You know, like like we mentioned before, like one or two mistakes is the difference in a baseball game sometimes, and sometimes that can come from the coaching staff as well. Uh, but a big, big uh, clutch homer out of Fam to tie back up a little Apo Taco Jack. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty nice in the eighth inning there to keep the game going, and then Red Sox couldn't hang on the end. But uh, we had to, a couple nice top plays. Uh, there was. Uh, Rafael Devers going to his left in the hole. Yeah, a nice grab. And, yeah, that's the best play we've seen from so far is in the, the shortstop hole yeah. uh, right there. Um, of course, he's, he's part of another one also. Uh, he, he gets caught in a little base running air, gets caught in a pickle between second and third yeah. uh, early in the game. A little bit of a blend. And then there. each center fielder had a nice play. Yeah, uh, very true. Well, what, and who, uh, who was it who had a dive catch but it came in out of his glove? Was that the Tampa Bay? Oh, uh, was that Kiermaier? Uh, territory? No, no, that was no, a fair no. territory. Running forward. Kiermaier. Oh, uh, yeah, Kiermaier. But he did also have the one ranging back to the warning track. Yeah, that was just, really And so nice. did Archie Bradley. That was the go-ahead run in the 11. Yeah, that, it's, it's what, are, what are they, second and third at that point with one out, and he, he's yeah. able to, you know, the, the run still tags to win. It's the winning run. Uh, but but it's it probably, it's going to be 5-3 and, and another man in scoring position if he doesn't get to that one. Right. Um, so there's some top plays. Not a whole lot of bottom plays, actually. It was a well-played game. Uh, you know, yeah. pretty pretty, uh, pretty well-played across the board. Oh, well, Steve Pierce dropping that ball in foul territory right in front of us was pretty sweet. There's, there's that pop-up behind first base. Oh, yeah, and he ranges right. back behind yeah, him. That's, that's to a make tough that play. play. That's a tough but play. But I bet Mitch Moreland makes that play. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. He <laughs> might not make it there, fatty Mitch Moreland. I, I, I bet he's got a couple gold gloves at first base. True, but I, I'm not, that he needed range to get that ball. I don't know. Pierce, like, had a chance to catch it over his shoulder, and he just didn't. He, he didn't find the ball fast enough and just really didn't have a chance to catch it. Yeah, he got he got turned around. And the the Rays returned that favor with a drop uh, with a drop ball as well. well that was a, that was an offensive substitution put Pearson. Yeah. Because so, that's where they they brought in the lefty there in what was it the six or so where the Red Sox ended up taking the lead. That was uh, they yeah. subbed Pierce for Moreland in that situation because they brought in the lefty who hit uh, who did he hit where he walked somebody right there. I think he, he walked, walked Pierce, right? Yeah. Uh, tough game for the fans. I feel like for for the Rays fans, obviously they're outnumbered from the from the start. But I ah, gotta feel disappointed again. This is the second time we saw this, we talked a lot about this with the best fans in baseball in St. Louis. Game goes extra innings, and a bunch of home team fans get up and leave their seats and yeah, go to their cars. It's a Sunday at like 
four o'clock or something like that. No, I guess it was probably five, five o'clock, o'clock at that point. But still, it's like, I don't know. I feel like you stick around and see the end of that, you know, against the Red Sox. But yeah, avoiding a sweep at home, yeah, last game of the series. And it, it I mean, was a decent I, turnout. I feel like we all knew or we had the assumption going into this that Florida baseball fans were not the best. I mean, that's always been the, the sure. word on them. Sure. So, I mean, not really any surprise. Well, I, I think that in of itself is a surprise. That you, like, baseball is huge in a lot of Central American countries and Latin American countries. And there is a strong community of, of people from Central America here. You'd think that they I would, agree. like, that, they, that you know, the Miami Marlins would be the shit. Well, you know what I mean? Like, Florida's just a, a hot baseball place to play, right? I mean, spring training's out here. Exactly. You know. It doesn't make much sense, but anyway, I had a great time. I thought the game was great. Uh, we plowed through some seeds. Talk a little oh, about man. it. Yeah, finally got back on the spitz train. Crack uh, pepper just comes. Well, actually, we had expired dill. Pickles. We had some dill pickles that some dill pickle seeds that very quickly I realized were bad after a few of them. I, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like this is, doesn't taste right. So yeah, they were about a year uh, expired. So those were no good. That was kind of a letdown. But then cracked pepper, just you know, always a staple of any seed day. Take yeah. it your mouth raw. Very clutch. Oh yeah, really attack those. Uh, no mascot. I don't believe. There was two of them. Right? Well, what's that blue furry there was thing like two that was like on the walls all over the place? Yeah. Well, I saw that uh, on like yeah paintings, but I never saw him out. There was two of them. Is that was a he mascot? out and active? Yeah. There yeah. was two of them. The same thing? Two yeah, of the like, same thing? There's like a light blue one with looks like he's got a little beard, and there's like a little blue looking cat. So is that the chick? There's like a dude and a chick? What I, is it though? I have no idea, but there was definitely two uh, mascot characters rolling around in raised jerseys. Didn't really see much of them. Yeah. Uh, they tried to do like the, the ball under the cap, shuffling caps, but like they did it as easy as it could possibly be done. Yeah, so dumb. They so, literally had a three-year-old doing it and he figured it out. I also noticed there wasn't as much music and like video bullshit throughout the game. I don't know if anybody else noticed yeah, that. No, yeah, like I just, thought early they were trying to do like some stuff. It was like calm and quiet. It wasn't quite baseball. as much, which I kind of liked. I, I kind of don't like when there's just all sorts of going on that I really don't want to watch but it's more there to entertain the people who don't want to watch the game so I don't know it was kind of nice not to have music blasting like between every pitch yeah between every pitch between every like dull moment so well so anyone else got anything to say in the game no I was going to say good overall experience yeah great experience we like we like I I would go back to a game here I don't think I'd go back to a game at once I think I'd agree uh, yeah, a lot depends on the team that's playing. So at this point now in our trip, we've had um, a, a couple different beach experiences. We went to uh, Hollywood Beach in Miami, and this morning we went down to St. Petersburg Beach, or St. Pete's Beach um, in St. Petersburg. And uh, so two beaches now out here on the East Coast, and technically St. Petersburg is the, is the Gulf. but And touch Miami Beach for a yeah, while. Yeah, so what, what are you guys' thoughts now on East Coast versus West Coast beaches? Any... any uh, Observations you can surmise. Noteworthy. Uh, uh, the first thing is they're just way less crowded, and that may be the time of year that we're hitting them. You know, we hit this one obviously on a Monday, which makes a big difference. Um, but we we had like tons of space to play. We all played like mini wiffle bat baseball today, and we just set up like a whole base path, and we're we're running around the bases and hitting the jacks, and 
I, I mean, no one near us, like, all the, all the space in the world we have to, uh, to make that happen, that's, that's been really nice. Even yeah. the, the water seems calmer, like, there's not, like, a bunch of people out there surfing along the entire stretch. Well, there's no, there's no waves to do it, that's certainly a, a difference right there, there's primarily no waves on these beaches like the ones in California, nothing, nothing even close. The boats are coming in pretty close to shore to pick people up to parasail and yep. stuff, I thought that was pretty sweet. Yep. What'd you do with them? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? <laughs> you motorboat son of a bitch, you old sailor, you! <laughs> Saw a lot of fold sailors out there today. Built for speed or comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Those built for speed or for comfort. Yeah. Uh, but I also also pretty shelly beaches out there pretty shelly. Well, that was specifically like, with the St. Pete one today. Like the, the right down you know the Hollywood tide, was like, pretty crackly too near yeah. the water. Yeah, yeah, not not as soft of, of sand. I agree. Yeah, for those of us with more delicate feet, perhaps a little uh, temperamental. It wasn't the easiest of beaches to walk on, but yeah. but uh, so. Uh, Let's see. What? Oh, we and we hit a we hit a nature reserve here. What the the Whedon International Nature Reserve or Preserve or something like that? Uh, pretty cool. Just went on a couple different loops. It's it's kind of marshy like swampland, but uh, very different from sort of the grassland stuff we've seen. There's a lot of trees, big roots, and going in muddy areas. And then there's some small-ish pond, lake things. Uh, we saw. I guess the highlights where we saw a, a pretty good-sized tortoise. And then a uh, an armadillo, which I don't know that I've ever seen an armadillo in the wild. I haven't seen one once before in Texas. I really didn't know they stretched all the way down to Florida. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, my only thought was, what a shitty animal. <laughs> <laughs> what a worthless animal. Yeah, yeah, what, I mean, that uh-oh. animal got dealt Sounds like before. somebody's got a case of the Mundus. <laughs> Curled up into a ball if anything goes wrong, right? He just pusses out, basically. Yeah, like, Tommy... Tommy scared him a little bit. He's <laughs> a dick, dude. Jeez. I just made a couple quick, powerful steps is all. <laughs> just intimidated the shit out of him, yeah. That was a fun time. We were trying to see a gator. Didn't see a gator. Uh, I got to see some cool, like, jumping fish. Flying fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit... We're on the fence as if this was in... Uh, if they were just doing this shit for fun, or if this was, like, some sort of elaborate mating display and just trying to get some, some tail... But uh, the jury's still out on that, I suppose. Yeah, they jump out of the water, and then they just kind of flop back in. Like, they get pretty good air. But <laughs> it's not graceful, though. Yeah, there's no diving back into the water. They jump, and then just kind of flop back They're in. They're like, oh, shit, I can't breathe out here. And then they just flop back in. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Dude, this is red for, like, the next two miles. So, uh, yeah, we're heading now down to Pier 61 and, and Clearwater Beach. Yep. Uh, Pier 60. Pier 60, okay. Pier 69. Uh, Pier 69 is to. after that. Uh, trying to, like, check out a little bit of nightlife, um, especially an event that they have going on at sundown uh, every night, apparently. 365 days a year, so they claim. All right, so. Well, they're putting on Wally at dusk, if you guys want to stick around and watch Wally. Good, wholesome family fun there, eh, Cotton? This is a favorite. Well, it's either Wally or uh, Tampa Bay Strip Clubs. Oh, oh, Tampa Bay Strip Club. Is that Diamond Dolls right there? Is that, is that what that is? Diamond Dolls? Oh. Right next to the roadway in? That's just, that's too perfect. Kyle just can't pick the correct hotel. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I think we're going to do a lot better in Orlando. I think this one looks pretty good. It's okay. like some resort okay. we have, like, crazy good deal on. I don't even know. 
Uh, going back to the games, I uh, I get a point up on you guys on that one. I picked the the Sox, uh, so I'm at one and one with Tommy at one and one. Kyle and Jesse both zero and two. Streak for the cash. Uh, <laughs> both Tommy and I hit a win to go to three and zero. Jesse also hit a win with the Raptors to move to two and one. Kyle loses. He is now zero and three. I haven't won a single thing. You <laughs> have not won anything. You are a loser. So pick against Kyle. Um, Pretty much. So, so I'm uh, I'm going back to the well uh, by uh, picking the Rays. Uh, so I'll take the Rays. Uh, they got Kansas City coming in tonight. Um, Rays obviously on a, a second home stand in a row. Um, I think they win that opener. Uh, I think I took the Houston Rockets to win straight up. They they squeaked by Utah the other night, and James Harden played like shit. So assuming he plays well, I think they got it in the bag. Yeah, took the Astros with Peacock at home against the uh, Odorizzi Twins. I took the Washington Capitals to beat the Hurricanes and close up the series. Oh, he's knocked out! <laughs> Get the trainer out there! Hurry. Oh, yeah, and hopefully Ovechkin knocks out that uh, little Russian kid again. <laughs> Hurry! Uh, we missed on a grade in the show. I don't know, Jesse, you still going to be our grade the show guy? Or, Tommy, you want to take crack at this one? How'd you feel like this show went? Uh, I feel we covered a good amount of material that we might have missed on. Uh, good game highlights. Uh, kind of covered a little bit of our beach. and yeah, I think we're getting better. Uh, no grade. Yeah, it, it takes a little while for us to uh, get in the, the rhythm of things. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, we're only on nine days. Maybe uh, right by then we'll start to actually do decent podcasts. But uh, up until that point, you just got to stick with us. If you got anything for us, send it over to us. You can text us or TucsonRagers at gmail.com. Send something in. We would love to reply to some of your sound clips. Uh, and then uh, let's try to get another guest in here while we're in Orlando. Uh, I know there's a couple guys out there uh, who'd really add something to the podcast. That'd be helpful. Debatable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if that's it, no one's got anything else. I guess we'll be signing off here, and we'll uh, talk to their Rangers listeners later. I shagged your rotten beer. <laughs>